0: My I'm in the motherfucking booth with my co-host Eric. How are you doing, Eric? How are you doing? Breadheads, Mm -hmm. welcome to another episode of Think Fresh, everybody. We're just ramping up on this Friday afternoon. (laughs) We're ramping up all right, Ty. It's 3.30. It's pouring
1: rain outside. Um, I'm feeling hungry, and that's not unusual for me during the recording of this very podcast.
0: I am so hungry right now, Eric. All I ate today was, like, a handful of Tostito chips and a vitamin C. <laughs> um, well, I I feel embarrassed now
1: because, Ty, I, I had uh, two ricotta pancakes with uh, a sausage and two eggs.
0: <laughs> I spot you rolling up to Honeybee this afternoon. That sounds like a Honeybee order.
1: That is a Honeybee order, and... Um, For a second, I was a little worried that you had some kind of surveillance on me. Um, (laughs) Like, very uh, much like a Joe Biden (laughs) and Hunter Biden relationship. Like, I got to, like, have one
0: of my guys just, like, watching him at all times. (laughs) Nah, dude, the pop, pop, paparazzi is just following this young, successful podcaster around the city. And they DM me the pictures immediately for sign-off before they go to media. (laughs) Uh,
1: yes, you can. You can be in touch with my agent, Ty. Uh, I don't do any of that or admin shit by myself.
0: Yeah, all the agents know that I don't do agents, but uh, I will look after you. I am your handler, Eric. You handle the the meats. I handle. <laughs> so, in a way, you also handle the meats. I I, I kind of an auxiliary meat handler. <laughs> Uh, well, when you pass uh, Ty the Ox
1: chord, it's a different story
0: <laughs> dude people stopped passing me the aux chord a long time ago I've learned <laughs> that I can't read a room mm. <laughs> so, I get the best uh, in before they take it away that's true
1: but the best DJs can't read the room either like and you refuse to in fact like much like at Subway they just play The weekend and Post mm-hmm. Malone you know they don't Look down at the lonely, <laughs> the lonely patrons that are you know wolfing down their meatball before they get back to the job site.
0: That's a fact, and that's how I feel too, Eric. At a certain point, I realized that like I wasn't the problem here, and the room, the crowd was the problem. It wasn't, yeah, dude. Me.
1: The user is an idiot, and I think that's a strong. Um, <laughs> I think it's a strong like mission for a any like designer like just, just stand on that like pillar like the user is yeah.
0: wrong which is hilarious because at subway you are both the designer and the user so when mm-hmm. you hate your sandwich it's only one person's fault and it is yours well actually no it's the artist's fault there's mm-hmm. always there's always a scapegoat
1: there is a scapegoat and i think that's why they're paid like they they're literally paid to be somebody to shit on i think
0: wow do you think that's what they put on the like job posting on on indeed it's like work at subway be the fall guy or do you think they actually the a sandwich guy. artist
1: mm-hmm. and then when these uh people read fall guy they think it's a seasonal opportunity but <laughs> but uh <laughs> but they've
0: been done wrong by <laughs> but they've been done wrong by inch deed <laughs> to times. inch deed yeah, I'm more of a summer guy myself, but I can yeah. be flexible. Adaptability is one of my core traits. If there's no shredders, <laughs> I'll have some spinach or hell. I'll just skip it altogether. Sorry, <laughs> no greens for me. <laughs> no greens for this uh, this fella. Yeah, dude. A veggie sandwich without greens, that's uh, a little bit unorthodox, but I'm open to it. I'm adaptable. Hire mm. me as your fall guy, Subway. Mm-hmm. A veggie deli
1: with no green. What is that? Like a mayo tomato, tomato,
0: <laughs> tomato sandwich. So, if you're hired as a fall guy, your job is to make October's very own sandwiches. Um, there's, no can... in, there's no lettuce. There's no lettuce in that season. It's simply gourds, gourds at the end of the season, and apples. <laughs> So, like, a Fall oh, Guy man. sandwich is seasonally, like, not very intriguing, you know? I Although I did once make a sweet potato and feta sandwich. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, like, baked some slabs of sweet potato and popped it between bread.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: would eat that again. That's the only Fall Guy sandwich I've ever had.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That sounds a lot like a Chip Buddy. <laughs> Ty, are you familiar with a Chip Buddy? <laughs> Is this is a bre- this is a UK thing, isn't it? I can tell already. Mm-hmm.
1: This is a fucking
0: bloke of a sandwich, by
1: response. Yeah, the, sh-
0: the schmucks across the pond are coming up with some terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. It's
1: basically just a bunch of fries in between two pieces of white bread, and <gasps> I think that is uh, basically what you're describing to me is uh, some sweet potato concoction. Like, do you think you're special for
0: for putting sweet potato in there when it could have been uh, some McDonald's fries? Dude, mine's a more of a gentrified version of than whatever these uh, British traditionalists are coming up with. So it's just I a mean, potato yeah. sandwich is what they've made. That that's It's a potato the sandwich. There's a whole, like, cursed world of,
1: like, potato sandwiches. Like, mm-hmm. putting a hash brown inside of a McDonald's egg McMuffin is, like, probably spawned like all of these things because that that's like undeniably good but Mm -hmm. then like that's the only good version of it like why would you ever put fries in between bread like that doesn't really make any sense to me
0: Mm -hmm. it's just like
1: starch on starch
0: it's like a byproduct of darwinian darwinianism if you think about it because for every good food idea like a thousand bad food ideas had to happen previously <laughs> and like mm-hmm. we're we're lucky that we're at a point in time where now if you make a bad food idea it just tastes bad and you throw it in your garbage or out the window but there was a time in the history of mankind where if you had a bad food idea eric you died you when you died immediately
1: so mm-hmm. i mean yeah there is moments in time where if you were caught having your period, you would be burned also for being a witch. Um, Mm -hmm. But similarly, if you were to put um, ketchup on eggs, you know, you could face just as harsh penalties.
0: So we really live in a liberal society now where you can both dispose of your tampon in the subway bathroom in a special bin, as well as explore (laughs) an infinite combinations of bad sandwiches over (laughs) at the the vegetable lineup. Wow. Um,
1: um, speaking of uh, special bins and bathrooms, Ty, I had a sushi dinner. Um, this wow. is very related to a personal what a story. Weird segue. But yeah, I had a dinner at a sushi <laughs> restaurant, Ty, and the bathroom, I had to go check it out for myself because someone had come and immediately told me like, dude, there's a bin inside the stall that says, please put toilet paper, here. please don't flush toilet paper and put the put it in here instead.
0: No. They want to put your soiled paper in a in a special box. And it's just like mm-hmm. for the oh, this is the, the owner's little spake bank box. What is this?
1: <laughs> uh no, it wasn't the laundry bin at the Ritz. Um it, it was actually just a little IKEA container, a IKEA little garbage uh pail that was specifically for used toilet paper because apparently the plumbing in this restaurant couldn't handle paper of any kind
0: yeah it seems like restaurant plumbing is always like below grade it which is weird it's like restaurants of all places i know why why do you like yeah you would expect plumbing to be really good
1: in a place where there's like 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 literally there's always somebody in the bathroom like shitting or or pissing mm-hmm. like yeah well the whole point it's never of the establishment
0: empty. is to stimulate digestion exactly to beef it up get it up to
1: spec yeah in and out like <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right like why why is it always like uh some kind of like third world level like the plumbing mm-hmm. in inside of a sushi restaurant like they're one like they're one clog away from just tearing it out and having you like shit into the floor
0: I'm especially surprised about that fast food restaurants, Eric, or sorry, fast casual, as Subway likes to be referred, because
2: mm-hmm.
0: they are creating food that destroys digestion systems. But you walk into the bathroom <laughs> and they haven't like maxed the specs out in there whatsoever. There's like all bathrooms are mids at restaurants. Like you can it takes very little effort to be above average at a public bathroom.
1: Mm hmm. Like, you don't even need to, like, give me the ASOP soap. Uh, all I really require is cleanliness, and, mm-hmm. like, I'm able to, like, uh, dispose of, like, my drugs in there. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. basically all I'm looking for in a public bathroom.
0: Yeah, I have very simple needs. Uh, like, a linen reusable hand towel, like, the uh, as opposed to paper towel, like, single-use linens, mm-hmm. and... I'm
1: I'm, I disagree with that. I'm I'm more of a single use guy instead of a repeated use guy because you know what? I think um, when you have those like gross towel things that like rotate. Oh, dude! I'm not talking about
0: the rotators. (laughs) The steamroller of of hand drying.
1: And then you got the guy from like three weeks ago's like section. It finally did its round and came all the way around for you and now you're wiping your
0: hand on that oh bro and it's still a little damp and it has like a brown stain on it mm-hmm. Hell it's got no. like
1: a blood blood blotch on it and you're not sure how that got there yeah dude yeah. those are cursed but um still better than the dyson hair dryers or whatever the dyson hand dryers that like spray water everywhere
0: yeah i the last thing i want to get is like my face wet when i'm trying to dry my hands I you ever just feel like, like it's living the germs? You
1: ever just use like an airport bathroom and then like splash your face with cold water after a long flight? You're like, man, fuck. I gotta, I gotta wake up here. <laughs> like that's like a low point for any like
0: flying experience, but it's sometimes yeah. necessary. Yeah. Whenever I get off the airplane, I just wanna completely I wanna change my underwear. I wanna take a shower. I wanna wash my mm-hmm. face. I wanna have a warm meal somewhere and and a cold beer. Mm-hmm. It's almost like airports are, like, the closest that you're going to get as a, like, do-gooder to being in prison. (laughs) So that's, like, a little taste of, like, a prison sentence for you, Eric, because you're back in economy class. Mm -hmm. It's, like, that's, like, number two only after, like, elementary
1: schools. Like, elementary schools, like, you're literally not allowed to leave. Um, Mm -hmm. But you're right, Ty. Airports are designed to make you like as uncomfortable as possible so that you spend money. Like Mm -hmm. spending money is like a way to get out of any uncomfortable situation. But particularly when you are waiting for like eight hours and you need a coffee and you need like some McDonald's to like hold you over, like
0: some real comfort food, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. That's when you're those things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you're you're trapped there. There's security clearance. You need permission mm-hmm. to go in the aisle of the airplane. The only thing that's different from a prisoner Eric, is if you drop your passport, you're not going to be mounted by a burly man from <laughs> behind.
1: Actually, you will. Because if you drop one of your AirPod Pros, Ty, mid-flight, you got to ask the security to, like, you got to ask the flight attendant to come and get it for you. Or else, who knows, they might come up and just mount you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to throw you off the plane. Huck yeah. you into the Pacific Ocean.
1: Yeah. Yikes. I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole last night, but I went down the rabbit hole of like body cam footage. And one of the one of the body cam like reveals was this uh in, quote unquote entitled um like I don't know entitled selfish passenger is like holding up the flight and then is like dragged out. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh so that was a fun one to watch. The cop had to like literally drag her out of there, kind of
0: like the United Airlines incident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are always entertaining to watch because you everybody has a common enemy there, so it feels good to be jump on the bandwagon.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. kick them out. Yeah, dude, watching someone get kicked out of a plane is like the most rewarding shit ever because like mm-hmm. all senses are heightened on an airplane. It's like mm-hmm. I'm like already scared for my life. <laughs> Like I'm I'm scared that this plane is not gonna work for whatever reason. And I'm like sitting, my knees are crunched up against the folding tray in front of me. Um mm-hmm. the baby behind me is crying, uh, the overweight guy beside me is farting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when and so when something else happens like down the aisle, like far away, and there's a chance of them getting kicked off, it's like get him out of here, buddy
0: yeah it's really the ultimate group project if you think about it and you just want to kick them off the team if they're not going to participate like try to get the baby off too if you can because they're dead weight mm-hmm, exactly get those baby out of here
1: but you should be able to like if you, if you bring a baby you should be able to be allowed to fly first class in like the private cabin and mm-hmm. they should be soundproof just like lock the baby in there or put it in storage, yeah other
0: one Put them in the booth. <laughs> the yeah. Airplanes should have recording booths. That's just a con- common sense.
1: Obviously. I guess that's
0: kind of what the airport bathroom or the airplane bathroom is, is a, a little recording booth. If uh you paid a fifteen dollars for the Delta Wi Fi someday, we'll get a thirty thousand foot mile high club episode going.
1: <laughs> wow, what a what a treat for our audio only podcast time.
0: <laughs> it really would be. Wow. Um, Jared, yeah, that, I, I can wanted just to imagine tell you, the audio being terrible. Dude, it, was, it depends on if you got the AirPod Max is in transparency mode or not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, what did you want to tell me?
0: I want to tell you the other attribute of bathrooms, especially in fast, casual restaurants that I wish they had. One was single-use living cloths, not the steamroller, but like a handkerchief that's been neatly folded, ideally like a a swan or other animal that I can then crumple up and toss in a, like a bin from like menu or some other designer brand that you can kind of like, just looks really nice. I would love to like improve that mm-hmm. at the uh, fast casual bathroom. But the thing I would like even more, Eric, is a candle lit all day, because you're yes. at a dining restaurant and so especially at Subway. Subway works so well, or works so hard to control the smell of their environment to the point that people question whether it's artificial but you mean, mm-hmm. you walk in that subway bathroom eric they're complete. it's completely out of their hands
2: <laughs>
1: it is so, out of their hands
0: so why why are they intervening they, there's a potential for an intervention there just pop a candle in there that smells like herbs and cheese
1: mm-hmm. why is it ty that you I have to have like a high spend business for you to like care about how it smells in your bathroom. Like most restaurants don't even have any like scent management in the bathrooms.
0: No, so weird. Yet they work. Yeah. They care so much about the uh, front of house, if you will. Hmm. What about the back door? Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know the what? The back door needs a little love too.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, French restaurant that I went to recently um they i I picked this up from them they have like a box of matches in the Mm -hmm. bathroom and when you light the match and you immediately blow it out the smoke basically eats up all of the scent in the room it just immediately diffuses whatever was there before and you just like put put it in like an empty glass and it's just like these are all the used matches and that's how you like eliminate all the scent so I tried this at home and it works like a charm. I just have a box of matches in there, light one up, throw it in the toilet <laughs> and
0: flush. And it's like nothing happened in there. Interesting. Now that strategy makes a lot of sense, Eric, for a restaurant where the patrons can be trusted, but like you really like, I'm sure the Venn diagram of subway patrons and pyromaniacs has a lot of overlap.
1: <laughs> so yeah, dude, these, Toasted freaks are are lighting all kinds of shit on fire.
0: Yeah, they like toasting, and I don't think they would they would not hold back to toasting that whole restaurant if you put a little bit too much mayo on their sandwich.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We've seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally,
1: oh, someone got literally. Speaking of matches, somebody got lit up because of uh, the same thing. Holy shit! Uh, the last um, toast. Literally um but yeah Ty, i would i would encourage you to try it because you know how restaurants just give out like a bunch of matches and like no one brings matches with them anywhere unless you're camping and you're trying to do like bear grill style like survival in the forest um mm-hmm. but like i just have all these matches at home and i'm like Fuck, i might as well use them so threw in the bathroom and it's a nice little nice little treat for myself
0: that's kind of cool maybe i'll add it to my repertoire of scent management in the bathroom I, you know i have a few different things to go on, i got the incense I got a candle set up for guests and Mm -hmm. I got the Aesop post poo drops sitting on the counter. So if anybody needs to cover something up, there's there's options. We got options. We got more options than the Subway sauce section.
1: (laughs) That's a good point, Ty. And
0: I'll have you know that I'm not solely relying on matches because I don't
1: think people know what they're for even. Like there's a good chance that like People will see the matches and just assume it's for like lighting up a cheeky sig in the bathroom mm-hmm. um, but i also have the aesop room spray of course um mm-hmm. i have a Diptyque candle and mm-hmm.
0: um yeah i also have the post foods but that's about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, hmm that's pretty good inventory mm-hmm. see this is this is the thing though. It's like it's pretty easy just to pick one thing. I feel like because of the the pyromaniac nature of like subway patrons slash arsonists, is that um, it maybe turns matches or candles in a in a fast casual bathroom into a liability. Uh, but they could design it into the environment, like put the candle behind a like glass wall so that you can see it. It's like the scents are coming. The room is coming out, but it's otherwise untouchable. It's like in a lockbox almost.
1: There's no space around this. <laughs> so you're saying putting it behind the sneeze guard?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I think I am. The sneeze guard is a brilliant invention. If you think about it, you're not gonna <laughs> whiff out this candle with your sneezes.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. No touchy. Uh, purely no touchy. for pointing at and enjoying from a distance.
2: Mm-hmm, Incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I, I we have to talk about this um impending doom that is plaguing our city do you do you have any sense of what I'm talking about right now because i'm I'm nervous for the future
0: uh, are you talking about rib fest? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's outside of the city limits um so I don't consider that a immediate risk. Um, I'm oh. good with the rib vest, but Uh, Ty, big Michelin man, Um, the guy in white, (laughs) Um, Fat Albert over here is going to be touching down in Vancouver and dishing out stars like he's Mario
2: to select
1: select the restaurants.
2: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And initially I was excited because I was like, wow, some validation. Like, we have some good food here. Like, I would love to see which of the restaurants get rewarded with a star or two. And potentially, like, you know, it would hold them more accountable to like making proper dining experiences. like they should mm-hmm. they would step up even after receiving the star, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But then I got me, got me thinking, Ty, like if um we have this like tire company telling people where to go eat, does that mean our potential favorite restaurants are gonna be overrun by? Shitty tourists and influencers, mm-hmm. and yeah, potentially longer wait
0: times. I'm a little worried about that too. So, for the breadheads who aren't from Vancouver, we received news in our lovely city that we are getting our first Michelin starred restaurant coming this fall. Names have not been revealed yet, but it's probably one of Eric and I's spots. Uh, so, I agree, the tourist shitty tourist risk is possible, but keep in mind, shitty tourists. Are, are usually priced out of Michelin restaurants. Um, I mm-hmm. think it'll be good, Eric, for the city because of the sense of competition. Um, I hope they mm-hmm. award it to the Subway location on Cordova Street. <laughs> that would be my pick if Michelin had reached out. Mm-hmm. The uh, the only thing I'm worried about, Eric, is now we have competition in our hometown for food fluence over the masses. Because we are currently mm-hmm. the food fluencer representing our city, much like Drake represents Toronto, um, <laughs> but with like this big this big French bully moving in, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a little worried about our our, our claim land. I
1: mean, you're absolutely right, Ty. Like when you go to Toronto, you got to check in with you know four um but when you when you come to vancouver you gotta gotta check in with think fresh and i mean like not everyone can just waltz in to vancouver and do as they would at home you know Mm -hmm. this is our town Mm -hmm. but um i I think it's good (laughs) i guess like from what from what you just said like i do want restaurants here to step it up and for like vancouver to be like placed on the map in terms of like the culinary scene Mm um because i want more good restaurants to like open up and like try to like take that from them you know what I mean I think it's like good competition is uh,
0: great it, it's one thing Eric to like get a Michelin star but it's terribly embarrassing to lose a Michelin star so whoever is getting it in this small town here is mm-hmm. going to have to fight tooth and nail to keep that star otherwise the city won't forgive them
1: the city won't forgive them um sound like a drake drake song the city yeah. didn't forgive me <laughs>
0: <laughs> back to the city yeah um, we got to do that overtime and they're going to have to work overtime yeah. to keep that star baby
1: yeah man they're going to be running to the six with their woes if they um somehow lose the star and you know plummet to the bottom of everyone's list but we've seen mm-hmm. it happen we've seen um restaurants come and go um yeah, I i I actually have this article opened up on my phone right now. That this isn't the official like Michelin guide yet, because I believe that's coming in the fall. Um,
0: mm-hmm. From what fall I
1: guy. last heard, Fall guy, Fall guy, Mister Mish,
0: Mister mm-hmm. Ovo, that new new Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Do you think the,
1: the Michelin guide uh, prefers missionary?
0: <laughs> do, you, do you think the Michelin man? Is like going to become the Michelin them? Like, <laughs> how long can we? How long can we keep up this, uh, like, divine male charade? In divine with this, this mascot uh, overwhelming me,
1: overwhelmingly, uh, masculine, toxic masculinity, and uh, overwhelming testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's a uh, potentially, you know offensive, Ty, but I'm I'm scanning the homepage now and I don't see any mention of a Michelin man. I just see this um, androgynous white blob with a condom for a head. I don't know if you can see that, but this, guy's this guy literally has a condom tip on his dude forehead. Dude looks
0: like a ribbed dildo, yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, he looks like a ribbed... <laughs> Holy shit, dude. This guy looks like he fell out of Rick Owen's ass. Um (laughs)
0: uh yeah, he looks like he's a part of the Rick Owens homeware collection.
1: Yeah. Um, something
0: that I put on my
1: like, you know, bookshelf and then like I know what it's really for, but then like when the father-in-law comes over, like he doesn't he has no clue, right? He's not even gonna (laughs) ask about it. He just assumes it's a bookend. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, I have this article open and it's a I guess a guide, quote unquote, to where to dine in Vancouver, so I don't think this is the official, like, star list, you know, the Walk of Fame, so to say. Um, cut to the... Cut to are...
0: the... I want to know <laughs> what subway locations made the list. <laughs>
1: um, No subway locations, but you would have to take the subway to get to some of these because they're far away. Um, Au Comptoir is one of my favorite mm-hmm. French restaurants, Ty. it's in Kitsilano mm-hmm. on West mm-hmm. 4. Um, beautiful spot. And I'm hoping to God that this podcast and this guy don't blow up my spot, because I'll be going there pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Forage in the West End is on it. Mm -hmm. I've been to Forage, yeah.
0: It's okay. I haven't.
1: It's okay, right? Is it vegetarian?
0: It's vegetarian forward.
1: Right? Like, Forage is, like, tells me you're, like, digging for, like, digging in the shit for things.
0: Yeah, dude. If they slaughtered pork there, they would call it Hunter.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like forage, it sounds like um, like almost like a fetishization of being poor. It's like mm-hmm. you work so hard to like not have to dig in shit to find things, but now like mm-hmm. you're telling me like the whole rest is about digging in the dirt and like cutting grass.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure the bio on their website is like we are just a collection of thinkers, makers, uh, garbage <laughs> di- like dumpster divers, garage sailors
2: hmm
0: they're probably they're yeah exactly they're
1: like seo like the h1 on their site is probably something like um, like we we meet the intersection of like food and
0: art or some shit like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we meet in the intersection of maine and hastings and we <laughs> just take whatever we can off the street
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what yeah when i say foraging i mean like beating up your neighbor for like the
0: last like uh, of so their cigarette
1: um mm.
0: <laughs> stealing beer from um, the uh fridge in your neighbor's garage that's for modern That mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. that is a smart move if you can like get into a restaurant and like just grabbing a bottle from behind the bar that's like a guaranteed way to have a good time mm-hmm. um what else we got on here pigeon this is a gas town i've never been there i've heard so many things about it but the location is so torched that they have like literal prison, like railings, like on the windows and door. So I don't really feel that inspired to go there.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it was a Balenciaga showroom, I'd be all over it, but because it's a restaurant, it feels a little bit like prison food would be served in there.
1: It does look like prison food. And the fact that it's called pigeon, which is like the most disgusting animal after a rat, like that doesn't like really wet my
0: appetite. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get me salivating. Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But p- pigeon is I don't like. It is a simple food for poor people. Like in like feudal times, people ate pigeon a lot. So I think they're tra- probably trying to gentrify that concept, or culturally create guess... serif, serif lifestyle. Yeah,
1: they're normalizing eating like wild uh concrete jungle rodents (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: um and it's like right across from pigeon park which i i assume that's where they got the name from
2: and like Mm -hmm. you know
1: the pigeons there are like
0: like high on drugs so like you mean pigeons from there is like even worse than anywhere else oh yeah all that pigeon eats that are like cigarette butts and like little little droplets of heroin
1: yeah exactly um disgusting so the next one here on the list is my nom in kits Ooh,
0: yep um, i like my nom
1: i haven't been there it says it's, it's got Thai some
0: food ripping tomka <laughs> soup eric Ooh, okay maybe i should check some of these out <laughs> mm-hmm. my nom was voted best restaurant in vancouver a couple years in a row like really a decade ago so their time may have come and passed but They still, like, dish off some solid Thai food. And I know Thai Mm. food.
1: Yeah, this guy's an expert in all things Thai. Um, Okay, good to know. I will check that out. And let me just check when this was posted. This was posted in 2018, this article.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So we're not even going to get into the new players on the block.
1: Yeah. No redesigned subways. Yeah, this was sent to me by somebody who was clearly looking for the Michelin Guide and thinks this was it. (laughs) Great. Um... So just apologies as I work through this list here. Next one is cacao in Kitsilano. also. Never heard mm, of it. Never heard of it. Uh, St. Lawrence in our beloved rail
0: town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you been there? I've never dined there because they're so protein heavy that there isn't even really an option on the menu for my skimpy ass veg, veg head. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that there's no cauliflower or confit or something like that? Yeah, I need a cauliflower steak or like a creative take on eggplant to bring me in the doors.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: call, call in the au-
1: geniuses to think of one for you. That was pretty good. Thank you. Um, I've dined there a few times and every time I am pleasantly surprised by something like on the menu, like either it's a rice pudding dessert or a simple duck leg that blew my mind.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. every time
1: it's fucking fire, Eric's um, a leg guy, good bar as well. I'm a leg guy, I like my dark meats.
0: Once mm-hmm. <laughs> it go dark, meats you never go back, baby. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and the last one, Ty, is Farmer's Apprentice.
0: So oh, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Farmer's Apprentice, neighboring one of my favorite cocktail bars in the city, grapes and soda. Same owners, uh, damn it, dude. Those it's not a cheap both meal, but... places
1: that I don't want to go. Like I'll be honest, like yeah, that's something hilarious. called Farmers Apprentice. Like Farm
0: to Table is a big scam of all time. It's Farm to Table. Like what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I totally get that. Like even the name Farmers Apprentice. Like if you actually think about that literally, it just means it's like some high school dropout who's like shoveling shit in the field. But <laughs> in reality, it's uh, it's really, it's a really nice nice dinner really nice atmosphere creative plating Um, i I would go with the chef's uh, seven courses Um, yeah ty when are we going to go for a
1: fine dining experience together we we've hung out several times at subway and other uh like you know fast casual or like drinking forward establishments but we've never like mm -hmm. really wined and dined each like co-hosts should
0: yeah eric i need you to treat me more yeah
1: dude but how come uh
0: where's the sugar daddy when you need them right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. man what we have an interesting relationship of two sugar daddies <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of hot sugar daddies
1: mm-hmm. just a couple of bills you know linking and building twice a week for you breadheads yeah
0: yeah i mean i'm open to that idea eric and activation like that um I'll look at the schedule. I'll talk to my EA and I'll see uh, when I can <laughs> make an activation work.
1: Perfect. Pencil me in for any day really. Um next Thursday works
0: even. Perfect. Okay. Oh wait, I'm out of town. I will be ah. recording our Friday episode next week from Smalltown BC. Uh looking forward to that. Beautiful. We're back at the hometown the, with a 2G connection and a, uh, uh out-of-whack schedule. So that should be good. Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. Well, you we only need two Gs for these two gents. Um, Hell yeah. And we'll deliver every single time,
0: buddy. That's a fact. So with that in mind, I think we should probably uh, transition into this weekend, Eric. This G is going to make some actual food. The vitamin C is wearing off, and I need a full meal. And you as a G, I'm assuming are late for your matinee showing of the the new minions film are you gonna (laughs) (laughs) head there with the goon squad eric the g squad i'm I'm hanging there with all my boys we're dressed up
1: we're wearing the suits um and yeah we're gonna just cause a ruckus at cineplex
0: yeah man armani suits fresh boots valley boots and benzes i get i get you um so what what is the Drake one? He's like, uh, I don't go to the Met, only get a one plus one, so I can't bring the whole set. Is that that's kind of my attitude with gentle minions. I don't think I can get a set together to roll up to an event like that. I I can't incentivize enough of the players, you know?
1: <laughs> it's true. It's really hard to find more than one person who would think that's funny. <laughs> um I already know I have one guy plus you. So if three if is enough for you, Ty, I, uh, it's enough for me.